fantasy football picks and bets presented by Prize Picks. Week four rankings update, injury report, DraftKings ownership, and our favorite props of the week. Remember to smash the like button to the episode in the comment section. Give me your favorite over or under prop of the week and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Rate and review the podcast while you're at it as well. Always goes a long way to helping us out. If you want a full cheat sheet of both the rankings and the injury list and you don't want to hear me yammer on about it, easy stuff. Hit the description. You will find the links to both. The injury report is in the newsletter. I recommend you subscribe, but you can just click on the link and look at it for free if you want to. All the cheat sheets are up on dknation.com as well whether it be the best bets the spread picks the DraftKings, that's all up there right now i do want to let everyone know that if you deposit on prizepicks.com right now and use code mmn mayo media network you'll get a match deposit of up to 100 it is perfect for anyone who wants to bet some props but doesn't live in a state where there's sports betting that way fantasy props come into play plus you can always check out the mmn 7-eleven contest where if you play an entry on prize picks for seven dollars and eleven cents has to be five picks no monday night football you're eligible to win 17 times your money if you go five of five you'll be added to the leaderboard if you're joining in week four you're probably not going to catch up and win but you can still take advantages of those bonuses that are up there if you have a very small bankroll or don't like to put much in play you can put seven dollars and eleven cents in play every single week and potentially get 17 times your money if you get all five of your picks correct so it's a great way to build your bankroll to be perfectly honest with you with very little risk especially if you take advantage of that match deposit you know you deposit 100 you get 200 and you're basically good for the entire year if that's how you want to do your bankroll let's get into the prize picks this week and my favorite props the two that i went with i've been talking about this robbie anderson one all week long it's now gone up a little bit on prize picks but i am not staying away 47 and a half is the receiving total for robbie anderson i am going over i know a lot of people are on robbie anderson this week but i'm okay with that and there's a good reason for it because the back end of dallas's defense is not so great they are 31st in adjusted deep yard percentage in terms of completion percentage and give up the most yards deep of any team in football and if there's one guy on carolina i mean i guess terrace marshall could most definitely take advantage of that as well but robbie anderson is seeing a 32 percent market share of the deep targets from sam darnold so far this season that's essentially all he is doing on this team but without Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard in the backfield you think that Diggs probably puts the lockdown on more puts the clamps on him then Robbie Anderson's free to run his nine routes downfield it might only take one like it did in week one so that's where I'm going the other side of it I'm actually taking Mike Davis over receiving yards 19 and a half this week on prize picks through three games this season he is yet to go below that number the fewest receiving yards he's had in any game has been 20 it seems like this number has been depressed because of the emergence of Cordero Patterson however Mike Davis is still playing around like 68 percent of the snaps he's out there a ton Cordero Patterson is all only out there around like 40 percent but they play at the same time a lot of the time and with the extra attention on Patterson out of the backfield Mike Davis just kind of stands there by himself like this and no one's around him. So let's get over that 19 and a half receiving yard. So Robbie over, Mike Davis over, and then boom, we are looking at three times our payout on prize picks. They're probably going to be in my five pack this week for my entry on prize picks. I tried to use run the Sims 
every week and forgot to use it in week two when I went 0 for 5. That wasn't great. I just went on my gut on that one. Didn't really work out. So in the newsletter this week, uh, I've put in the best run the Sims uh, over unders in terms of props up at DK Sportsbook right now if you want to check those out. Or just run your own, whether it's the optimizer, the game simulations, or the prop tool. Run the Sims is free this week until the end of Sunday. If you want to use it, want to try it out, I highly recommend you go sign up for it now. Runthesims.com just takes an email, no credit cards or anything like that. Plus, you're put into a draw to win 10 Millionaire Maker tickets, a 333 entry on DraftKings and one of 10 monthly memberships at runthesims.com. So even if you don't want to use the site, just go sign up for it and you get in the draw for those things. If you already are a member at runthesims.com, you are automatically qualified for all of those draws. Of course, we wouldn't do that to you. That'd be crazy news. But if you want to give an optimizer a chance for the first time ever, uh, this is a great chance to do it because it's completely free this week. So runthesims.com, check it out right now. The other prop that I really like for this week, and I went through it, and then you can find it at two separate totals at two different places. So one is 23 and a half over under pass completions for Derek Carr in the Monday night game. Now, obviously, you can't use that one on prize picks for the contest because it is, you know, a Monday night game, which you can't use, remember, in the 7-11 contest. But that goes over around 79% of the time. That's been juiced to minus 135, though. You can find at different spots, 24 and a half, and that is actually plus money at the moment, plus 105. Because I'm greedy, I went with that. And the medium projection is around 27 completions for Derek Carr if you run that game 10,000 times. So that's a really big advantage, a three or two and a half completion over where the medium projection is. So I'm going to go hard on that for the Monday night game if you're looking for a prop from that one. That's my single favorite one of the week, but you couldn't really use that for this contest. So I thought I'd throw that out there if you're looking for a Monday night prop and wager as well. Once again, all of the rankings are updated on DK Nation. You can find all the links in the description of this video, and you can find the cheat sheet to just the list of all of the injuries, the likely in, the likely out for all the players, which I'm going to go over right now. Delvin Cook. Looks like he's back, and I am going to trust him this week. As we get to the DraftKings ownership projections, Cook is not spiking at all. People are terrified, with good reason, that he might split time or re-aggravate his injury or not be 100%. I think this is a really nice leverage spot on DraftKings this week. It's a tougher matchup against the Cleveland Browns, but if Cook actually is 100%, I mean, why would you run him out there if he wasn't after sitting him last week? and he takes back his 80% plus amount of the workload, Delvin Cook is in an absolute fantastic position at low ownership this week. You just have to have him outscore Kamara and Derrick Henry, which is more than feasible. Uh, he's probably not a favorite to do that, but when you look at the ownership projections, is he a, you know, a 25%, 10% chance to do that based on the ownership? No, he's not. He's higher than that. So Delvin Cook, I do like as a nice leverage play this week on DraftKings in the backfield, on your season-long teams, you're most definitely starting him. Daryl Henderson, most likely to be in as well I have no idea what this means in terms of workload share with him and Sony Michelle it's a great matchup for both of them I uh, I think that you can go with I would go with Henderson over Michelle but you need to temper expectations just a little bit here in case it's a 50-50 split or Henderson re-aggravates his rib injury which could be very possible I have Henderson now ranked number 20 in the running back rankings for the week with Sony Michelle down at 30 if Michelle outscores Daryl Henderson I'm not going to be super stunned but based on everything that we've seen so far this season when healthy Henderson is the guy in the Rams backfield and that's a situation that you really want to take advantage of uh, 
And this week, yeah, like I said, it's a bit trickier, but even on DraftKings as well, it doesn't seem like he's going to be highly owned whatsoever, a very reasonable price in a very high total game against the Cardinals. James White is out for the season for this week against the Bucks and their stout Rundy. I would prefer J.J. Taylor as I expect him to take over the James White role. No guarantee that happens. He's the highest ranked New England running back I have this week at number 36 in the running back rankings. Damian Harris comes in second after that, and then you probably you probably don't want to start any of them if you don't have to, but J.J. Taylor, because of his pass-catching prowess, would probably be the one in there. Watch us get Brennan Bolden again. Let's hope. Doesn't end up coming to that. Eli Mitchell for the 49ers. It's a pain tolerance issue with him, and it does look like he is going to play. How much? We don't know. He's ranked outside the top 30 for me at number 31 in the running back rankings. That's slightly above Trey Sermon. I would try to avoid if I can, but not everyone has that luxury, but it does appear like he's going to play. Have a backup plan, though, because that's in the later set of games, just in case he is a surprise inactive very late. Do want to remind everyone, if you have a start-sit question, and the rankings don't, don't do it justice, tune in 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Mayo Media Network for the live Q&A. Your questions will be answered starting at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Highly recommend you check that out. Gio Bernard is out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Sunday night game. That just leaves Ronnie Jones and Uncle Leo, Leonard Fournette. Not great plays. Fournette's a better play than Ronald Jones, although we won't know that until like a quarter into the game. It's like, oh my God, Ronald Jones is starting again. He has 80 yards rushing. Then everyone will start him the next week and he'll get zero touches because that's what the Tampa Bay offense does. To running backs, I wouldn't put all my trust into Leonard Fournette, but he is the superior play with the knowledge that we have going in this week. Tevin Coleman back for the New York Jets. That almost renders all of them useless, so just stay away from that backfield. Josh Jacobs is probably going to miss the Monday night game with the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, with his toe injury, that's not confirmed yet, but that's where it is leaning. So have a backup plan. Peyton Barber would be the preferred play over Kenyon Drake, but they're very close in this spot, as you'd expect. The Raiders would be playing catch-up, at least based on the point total so far and the spread. They're four-point dogs to the Chargers at the moment, so more throwing generally means more Kenyon Drake. However, all the goal line work has been going to Peyton Barber. Melvin Gordon has a ribs and a leg problem coming into this game with the Ravens it looks like he's going to play after getting a week of limited practices in I bumped up Javante over him in the rankings bumped down Melvin Gordon the Baltimore rush defense far superior to its pass defense so I would expect this game to be a bit more of a shootout I gave that out as one of my best bets on the Friday show with Cam and Rob is the over 44 and a half in that game I think that Teddy's going to take some shots deep so I wouldn't really rely too much on the running backs because if Melvin is active then it's going to be a split either way and it might not be a great matchup anyway wide receiver injuries aj brown and julio jones are both out for the tennessee titans uh we got bastion booger he's he's playing in the spot uh josh reynolds expected to be active anthony ferkser is back but it's nick westbrook ikena that everyone is gravitating towards this week as the hot pickup he ran the most routes of any tennessee receiver last week who wasn't julio jones after aj brown exited the game and he's $3,200 on DraftKings which really works out well it does appear like Josh Reynolds will be active for this contest it's a really tough spot because we just don't know how it's going to break out it is nice to look at because everyone is so cheap or they're available on waiver wires if you are pinched and in a spot or need the salary relief by all means Westbrook Ikena is the way that you want to go in your lineups I wouldn't start 
using him over guys that you normally use uh, in that manner. So he's a good pickup in deeper leagues. If you play in a 10 or a 12 team league and you don't have better options, your team probably reeks anyway, or is just dealing with the worst amount of combination problems that there are, but he would be the one for me to go to Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton out for the New York giants against the new Orleans saints. I would expect two L my guy, Colin Johnson, the big man on the outside to be a bigger benefactor than Kadarius Tony in this spot. Although Evan Ingram is a bit healthier this week as well. I don't love the Giants offense at all outside of Saquon Barkley. So it'd be a pure avoid, but between Tony and Johnson, I would go Johnson. Obviously Galladay would remain ahead of both those guys this week. Curtis Samuel has been activated from the injured reserve and Ron Rivera says that he is going to play. Great news for your DraftKings lineup because he is the dead Min, $3,000 and taking on Atlanta. It's a great matchup. I don't think that they would activate him and put him in the starting and have him active for the game if he wasn't going to play a ton. There's a reason that they sat him out in the preseason with this groin injury. Put him on the IR with this groin injury. Why would you rush him back at this point? I feel like it's full system go for Curtis Samuel in the spot. 3000 on DraftKings. That's just an auto plug. Curtis Samuel and Will Disley at $2,600 if Everett, and it looks like he's going to miss the game, are like the two sides salary savers that you can use this week to really jam if you want to jam in Kamara and Henry or Kelsey and Hill or Devontae Adams and whoever it is you want you can do that this week with the amount of salary savings that you can get from this part of the DraftKings board because of these injuries that have opened up it's usually running backs that we see that open up this part but with Curtis Samuel coming back I think that we've seen the end of Brown and Adam Humphreys not like the end of that they're never going to play. But if Samuel just steps into the Adam Humphreys role and starts averaging seven and a half targets a game, which I would expect him to average more than that, by the way, then all of a sudden we are absolutely golden with what he can do both out of the backfield and out of the slot and running these routes underneath, creating safer throws for Taylor Heineke. Russell Gage is out. Zacchaeus, he's in. That's probably the play that you want. Not a great play, obviously, but good enough. Jamison Crowder is likely in for the Jets. Denzel Mimze is back active because a Elijah Moore is going to be out with a concussion. KJ Hamler is out for the season for the Broncos. Chase Claypool. It's funny, at the beginning of the week, we had Juju with the ribs. We had Deontay Johnson with the knee. They're both off the injury report. Definitely going to play. Claypool appears like he's going to be a game-time decision right now with this hamstring injury. So be very careful with that. You'll want to play him as a wide receiver three or a flex more than likely uh, if he ends up being a go. But if you wanted to sit him, wouldn't hate that at the same time because we don't know. Marcus Valdez-Scantling is likely to be placed on IR with his hamstring injury. He is out for this week for sure. Nikhil Harry could be activated from the injured reserve. So could Miles Boykin for the Ravens, as could Rashad Bateman. And he might actually play this week against the Broncos. No full word as I'm recording this right now. If that updates, I'll put that in the update in the newsletter, which again, you can subscribe for free or just check out for free along with this injury list in the description of the video, plus a whole bunch of other stuff too like how you can properly utilize runthesims.com to make your start-sit decisions all free this week. So runthesims.com, once again, pound that into your mind. That hurt a little bit. Too much hitting. But runthesims.com, free till the end of Sunday, plus all those giveaways. Go sign up for those right now. Will Fuller is going to be in for the Dolphins. Darnell Mooney is likely to play for the Bears. Actually in a pretty decent spot if Fields is a little bit better. If Hollywood Brown doesn't just absolutely botch two touchdown deep, touchdown passes last week against the Lions their pasties does not look good 
at all. And when we saw Fields take shots down deep last week, it was Timoney. I mean, it was basically Timoney and Robinson in the exact same spot for reasons, which I don't know. You have to ask Matt Nagy about that one. We still don't know who's starting for the Bears, by the way. It could be Andy Dalton. I hope it's Fields because I want to see him get run out there again. But Mooney is one of the better plays for deep shots. Not trustworthy whatsoever, but could have a very big game. And with Valdez Scantling on IR now or out for this week, Mooney, you can just insert into that. I really hope he gets three 80-yard touchdowns this week. He's kind of that guy. Scotty Miller for the Bucks has been placed on injured reserve. He is out with this turf toe injury. Danny Amendola is out for the Houston Texans. Uh, Anthony Miller would probably be the play in that game, as I expect Tredavious White to be on lockdown on Brandon Cooks. At quarterback, Lamar Jackson, his back injury is going to play. Andy Dalton is still questionable. The Bears have not made up their mind about what is going on at their quarterback position. At least that's savvy of Matt Nagy at this point. The game planning last week was atrocious. They didn't mix up their playbook whatsoever for Dalton to Justin Fields, which makes no sense. However, not revealing who you're playing at quarterback is a huge advantage. Now the team has to prepare for two separate teams uh, based on two separate offenses. It's actually quite smart on his part, or he's just a moron and doesn't know and hasn't made a decision yet, which he probably should have done by now if you are an NFL head coach going into a game that is tomorrow, right? That's what I'm thinking. Tight ends. George Kittle is questionable. It's a late set of games. You can always just kind of pivot off of him and use Smelly Dwelly if you want to, uh, if he doesn't end up going. But have a contingency plan just in case he doesn't play. Or the better play is just take Will Disley from the other side of the ball because Gerald Everett is on the COVID list. It seems like he is not going to play. Tyler Croft for the Jets is likely in. Tyler Conklin and his elbow injury with the Vikings. He is likely in. Jack Doyle is likely in with his back injury. Anthony Ferkser is in for the Tennessee Titans and their depleted receiver. Corps, but Rob, Ron- Rob Gronkowski is more than likely going to sit in the Sunday night game. So make adjustments to your lineups right now because Gronk not likely going to have a revenge spot against his former team. DraftKings ownership this week at quarterback. There's not one quarterback I'm seeing right now that projects above 10%. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Those are probably the three guys pushing like close to 10%, but that's still going to be pretty dicey. There's not really anyone to stack Hurts with, so I would expect him either to be played solo or in a non-stackable situation. Devontae Smith would be the guy to go to, and the clear bring back with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. But if you're just going to do that anyway, play Patrick Mahomes. That's that, That's the move. At running back, no shocker, Henry and Kamara project to be over 20% owned right now. Chuba Hubbard, David Montgomery... Jonathan Taylor, they're all, DeAndre Swift, they're all in that like mid-teen, low-teen type of projection for the main slate on DraftKings. Really hard to get a read on it, but as many people as possible are trying to jam in either Henry or Kamara or both into their lineups, and they're accomplishing that by paying down by using the Will Disleys, Curtis Samuels, Westbrook Ikenas of the world, Anthony Millers. There's a lot of cheap tight end and receiving options that you can go to. Dalton Schultz is another one at tight end, but it doesn't seem like many are playing the Dallas stack this week. I like the Dallas stack. You just go Dak, Get rid of, you can get rid of Schultz and you can just go Dak, Lamb, Cooper, and you're off to the races with a pretty nice start. Bring it back with either Hubbard, Moore, I prefer Robbie Anderson, but whoever it is that you want, you can get away with that. At wide receiver, DJ Moore projects to be one of the highest owned coming off, you know, uh, an extended rest. 
going up in a high total game against Dallas, coming off double-digit targets. Although, if he does draw digs, that's going to be a tough assignment. That's why I would prefer to pivot to someone like Robbie Anderson. Terrace Marshall could really be the gem in this game, and he's a very cheap price. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and Odell Beckham, the other three receivers who are seeing right around 20% ownership on the main slate. Tight end, no shocker, it's Kelsey, and then everyone else. Kittle is getting some buzz, but because of his injury status, you'll have to keep up to date on that. Uh, I think that, like Delvin Cook, he can make a nice pivot play for you should all of the injury status be murky going into that game. Uh, Dwelly would be a great DraftKings play if there is no George Kittle. But on the other side, Will Disley, like I said, $2,600 is in a fantastic spot. Noah Fant getting some buzz here this week, too. And at defense, it's the Lions. Oh, the Lions, $2,200. I'm playing them. You're playing them. That guy you know who builds his lineup while on the can, he's playing the Lions defense this week. It's going to only go poorly for all of us. So I don't, and the thing is, I'm still looking at the very bottom of the DraftKings pricing at defense, and I don't really know who to use. I'll bring it up right now. And you can do this too. You go to runthesims.com. And you sign in, you make your account to get in those draws, and it's completely free this week. Like I said, you go to the DFS, go to the optimizer, and we can kind of see what's going on here. We click on the main slate, and we'll just go to defense and see what the computer tells us. If it's not the Lions, I bet you the Lions are the best points per dollar play. And let's see here. Sort by points per dollar. Yes, by far, more than anyone. Oh my God, the Jets at 2000 Dallas at 2600 bucks. The Vikings at 25, and then the Colts at 27. The Colts, I guess I could see if Brissett just has a really terrible game. Brissett's not a terrible play this week, by the way. That was actually in the props as well. Over 18 and a half completions isn't awful. The best pay up defense looks like the Saints at $3,800 against the Giants in terms of points per dollar. Defense is so random, though. Like one return touchdown, a tricky pick six or a sack six, and just you're on the right side of variance. So if the Lions are going to be like 12% owned and you don't want to eat that shock at defense, I know taking, I mean, the Jets probably isn't a great idea because that's going to be a very run heavy game, but Dallas could actually, I mean, their pressure has been a lot better lately. I mean, Darnold hasn't played a good defense. I mean, he's played the Saints defense, but they were banged up that week. But if we have to get Sam Darnold throwing 40 times, I mean, he loves picks. We know that about Sam Darnold. He just hasn't really fallen into that trap so far this year. That could be a way to go. I mean, that doesn't sound great, but $2,600 saves you a ton of money. The Dallas D could be the nice pivot spot off all of that. So $2,600, but the Lions do appear to be the pay down defense. And I mean, if it's Dalton and not Justin Fields, you're probably not going to have those free sacks. And you'd hope that Matt Nagy could have adjusted his playbook if Justin Fields starts. Maybe try to get him a bit of blocking. That might be too much of an ass. The Dolphins' defense isn't bad either. I believe they're 3200 It's a bit expensive, but, yeah, we can make that work, I think. All right. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you for watching. Remember to sign up to Prize Picks right now. Use code MMN, and you'll get a match deposit of up to $100. I told you about the 7-Eleven Challenge. Take five picks from the Sunday games, over or under. Make an entry for $7.11. If you get all five right, it pays 10 times your money. But because you entered the $7.11 entry, you're eligible for a $50 bonus if you get all five right. So that would be 17 times your money. 
for a $7.11 entry. There's no odds boost better than that in the biz right now. So go do it. Prizepicks.com, code MMN. You want to see the full leaderboard? Check it out in the description. I will be back on Monday morning, not Sunday evening this week. Uh, I had some complications with the schedule. It's probably going to be likely for the next two weeks. Uh, so yeah, we'll probably just do uh, early spreads and waiver wire and injuries on that Monday show. Uh, and then we'll get into it again with Jake on Tuesday. Thank you all for watching. Once again, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Mayo Media Network, plus a recap from Laquan Jones after the morning and afternoon set of games before Sunday Night Football. He'll have a quick recap for you about what has happened and transpired in the week of the NFL. Good luck this week. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time.